Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Catherine is my best friend. And if you are new to our podcast, welcome. Yes. We're excited to be here. Happy to have anyone who's listening. Yes, as always. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, just to give you a little heads up of what we do here at the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, we bring a different topic every week. Mm -hmm. So if you're just starting with us, you have 37 other episodes that you can listen to once you're finished listening to this one, because this is the 38th episode. Binge listen. You can binge. Take a trip and just (laughs) listen to us the whole time. We'll keep you company. (laughs) Yes, it'll make it go by so fast. Uh I think I like to listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning the house, because it makes the time go faster. Mm -hmm. I also like to listen to podcasts when I'm farting. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that is. So you're going to have to explain what farting Farting is. When you're putting on your makeup. Yeah. And how do you spell it? F, I think it's F-A-R-D-I-N-G. Right. Yes. Not Duh. T like Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's a quick thing. Yeah. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> okay. Well, in this episode, in case you're wondering, is sponsored. We have two sponsors. Muffin and Pooh. Our husbands. Yes. Kenny and Ron. Right. <laughs> Ron is Muffin. Kenny is Pooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to make a gag with our <laughs> nicknames, but... <laughs> It's actually funny. Yeah. They're both construction guys, labor type guys, and yeah. whatever. They would never admit outside no. of this little circle here mm-hmm. that they're muffin and poop. But they are, and they sponsor this podcast because they are supportive of us, their wives, mm-hmm. and happy that we're, I don't know, they, doing this. They do it. They're smart. They, they're smart they're, They are smart. Because they know if they didn't support us... <laughs> Mm. we'd be mad yeah we would that's not very smart we would hold it against them all right well what's our topic today Catherine? home safety and security oh i love it Mm -hmm. i love that topic Mm -hmm. sometimes before we tackle and do our research i'm like yeah what are we gonna we're gonna say about that and there's always plenty to say there is uh when we first started and launched the podcast we came up with our topics for the year we brainstormed actually on a trip to Florida. That's mm-hmm. how we we were sitting in the back seat and my husband and son were in the front getting us there and we were brainstorming. What what do we think people would want to hear about? Well, home security, I think everybody needs to be reminded. It's a big deal. Oh, it's a big problem. It is a big problem. Yeah. Well, not the security, but the burglaries. And far better to be prepared And to discourage that type of uh, incident Mm -hmm. than to have a reactive um, situation where now you're reacting to something that's happened. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. I'm giving you this. (laughs) All right. And we do have a couple takeaways planned. The first takeaway is just general awareness. So you're going to leave this 40 minutes. Usually our podcasts are 45-ish minutes, whatever, mm-hmm. under an hour usually. You're going to leave this time with us having a much greater awareness mm-hmm. of home security and how to keep yourself safe. Yeah, why you why you should actually. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, we're going to share 14 tips that are things you can do right now that are cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheap fixes. I like that. I do, too, Mm -hmm. because that's something that people can kind of have a little checklist, and this is what we're going to do right now Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're safe. And then speaking of checklists, Catherine's son, Patrick, just bought a home. Yeah, today he closes, so we're heading over there. very exciting. Yeah, very. So I printed out this complete new home safety and security checklist. 
Yeah. And, well, I found it when I was doing the research for this podcast. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm 55. You're 52. (laughs) I always want to make you another year older. Oh. Sorry. That's all right. (laughs) Anyway. Whatever. We've been homeowners, you know, for decades. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... It takes going back to the basics to remember, oh, yeah, Mm. that's a good strategy to make sure that your home is safe, secure, and not a target. Yeah. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. let's dive right in. What you got over there, Kat, for awareness? All right. Well, I have uh, some facts that, yeah, we definitely should be aware of this knowledge is, de- is power not that's exactly right knowledge is power mm-hmm. and a lot of this uh, so it was done by the zebra.com but they got their um, information from u.s department of justice and the bureau of justice as well so and it's current so all right well there are 2.5 million burglaries annually in the u.s that's a lot it is a lot. So that means every 15 seconds, 15 to 26 seconds, uh, a home burglary occurs in the U.S. So that's approximately, wow, that's I know, 4,800 every day. And most of them are in the summer, which I was surprised by that because I thought around Christmas time, that's when people start getting robbed a lot more, I thought. Well, but, but we see crime drop all the time in the winter. We live in Illinois, not too far from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I always hear about crime rates dropping in the winter and increasing in the summer. Crooks are cold. They don't want to be out there bothered. They're right. seasonal. I always <laughs> thought, though, that those kinds of crimes are the kind out in the streets where people are hurting each other. That kind of crime. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. But I thought, you know, more like burglaries they're stealing christmas packages and things like that i thought well apparently they're they have a season you know just like farmers (laughs) okay (laughs) but farmers aren't really earning their living (laughs) right yeah oh so of those statistics 66 percent of those home invasions um are dropping no, this does not make sense. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> just to say it, what does it say? It's, I just have 66% of these are home invasion. Oh, are home invasions. Okay, so 66% of yes. all the crimes yes. are home invasions. Yes. All right, so you don't have to edit that out. Yeah. I, I think people like to hear our little bloopers. <laughs> We're not perfect. You think they noticed? <laughs> all right, so, yeah. so let's think about that stat. Mm-hmm. More than half of the criminal activity out there are home invasions. Yes. Okay, so we got to do our part. Oh, for we sure. We have got to do our part to make sure that our home is not a easy target. Yeah, because what a violation that is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's Take a bite out disturbing. of crime. Remember that? Oh, Take boy. a bite out of crime. Yeah. And those neighborhood watch signs. I love those signs. Oh, I, I didn't see anything about that lately. Hmm. Well, maybe we should start a neighborhood watch program. Like we did with the Piatone beautification. <laughs> Yes, that may be. <laughs> All right. And most burglaries happen during daylight hours between 10 and 3. And mm. they're typically completed in 8 to 10 minutes. They're in and okay. out. Okay, first of all, think about it. What's happening between 10 and 3? The kids are in school, so that's not a factor. Boom. Mm-hmm. What's happening between 10 and 3? Usually people with day jobs, they're at their, their work, except now, except during, now a pandemic, during a pandemic, everybody's gonna, at home. Right. And it's not like... 
it's it's not the typical time that you would think that crimes would be happening mm-hmm. right in the middle of the day. Yeah. You would think it would be saved for like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. It, but I, I heard that a criminal either wants your stuff or they want you. Yeah. And if they want your stuff, they're coming when you're not there. Mm-hmm. So that's typically during the day. Mm-hmm. And if they want you, they're coming when it's not, it's night night time. Yeah, like typically. when you're off guard. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, 34% of burglars enter the front door. That's a large amount. 34%? Well, 34%. where did the other 60 whatever percent I, you know, I, go? I read that, and it's on this. We'll put the link in, mm-hmm. and it's it's like 2% enter um, through the basement window, okay. or it's um, the second floor, or it could be the garage. You know, they all had different percentages. Like, in fact, mm-hmm. I think, like, the garage was, like, 9%. Things like that. Okay. Yeah. And, um, well, then I put another 23% enter through the first floor window. So that's a big chunk, too. But okay. the others I didn't list. All right. But think about that. Between those two stats, mm-hmm. you've got the front door and the main floor windows. Make sure that those are all secure. Mm-hmm. And we've got some ways to tell you how to, mm-hmm. to do that. You know, this reminds me... Um, a couple months back, I did a job for this couple, um, and it was a painting job. They had commissioned me to do so. And when I was there, and they opened the front door, they had like this brass thing that was right in front of the door that they could flap down. And I asked them what it was. Well, the the husband, the man of the home, he was a retired detective or police officer. And I forgot the name of it. But it's, it's a certain um, device that's bolted to the floor so that in the event someone kicks the door down, this there's no way they can do it. That's what he told me. Hmm. And he did jot down the name of it and gave it to me, but I forgot to grab it for this research. Whoa. And it wasn't on any of the research that I looked up. I couldn't find it anywhere for home security. Um, well, I wonder if we could try to find out what it is and put it in the show notes. Yeah, let's do that. That be- would be good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't find it on any of these websites that I went to hmm. or even on this um, U.S. Department of Justice or these criminal things. Okay. But super protective. So that's a great point, too, is that the guy was a cop. Yep. He was in law enforcement. Yep. So guess what? Mm-hmm. He, he knows. He knows. He, I mean, he assured me. He said, you cannot kick this door down. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. definitely make a commitment to find out what it is and mm-hmm. put it in the show notes, even if you have to call them and say, hey, what's that thing? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that would be something that I'd be interested in. If 34% of burglars are coming through the front door, mm-hmm. let's secure the door. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure the door is absolutely buttoned up right because i i mean i don't know what you have in your list of 14 mm-hmm. but there are things like the inside the the key lock like things that make the door jam more mm-hmm. secure but this was something even more tamper proof so you know another point that comes into my mind as we're talking about this because we're referring to this man who was in law enforcement so obviously he's he's in that world every single day mm-hmm. but for joe Schmo out there who's not living and breathing crime Mm -hmm. and justice we're thinking it's not going to happen to us i tell you what i tend to think that i think that's our biggest um enemy Mm. is thinking it's not going to happen to you well that thing of contentment right and 
day by day things go by and you're safe and it says even in um safe neighborhoods by the way that this crime happens i think i'll get to that okay yeah how often that is i was and another side note last night um when i was finishing up this research i was talking to kenny and our daughter ellis Mm -hmm. And I was saying, you know, I'm going over all these safety checks. And I said, we really have to button up more. Yes. For sure. Because um, an an eye-opener. It is. And I hope that for people listening that they're going to walk away from this with some action steps to get more secure. I hope so, too. Yeah. All right. What else have you got there? Okay. Um, It's sad to say over 60% of assaults, including the heinous crime of rape, uh, happens during home invasions. That's a lot. That I know. Like I said, I didn't list all the statistics, but Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to do the ones that I think are, you know, eye openers. Mm -hmm. Help us be on alert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, also, the, just so you know, theft is absolutely not covered if your home is vacant. So if you have a home that is vacant, you're not living there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean if you're on vacation. Um, right. It's it's not covered by insurance. So another thing is if your home is not locked up and you get burglarized, insurance might not cover it. Okay. So those are some things to think about, think about and yeah. be aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a... Very good. Yeah. Very good. So have you ever been uh, robbed? Well, yes. <laughs> Tell yeah. me, Catherine. Yeah. Our uh, trailer camper was parked in our driveway. So our home was not, as far as we know, um, glorized, but our camper was. And it unlocked? It was not. I mean, right. It was not unlocked. It was locked. It was locked. Yeah. And so the person who got in there they how'd they get in they had somehow um they bashed in one of the windows and um, so one of the windows was bashed in but also we could tell that the camper door was kicked in and we think the lock was um picked or something because it was it was trashed yeah lock so it looked like they attempted two different ways and I, I don't know what way they actually got in. But anyway, and what they did was um, we had some prescriptions that were in there. How they would have known that, I don't I don't know. Maybe they were just kids, you know, yeah. looking to party or whatever they do. <laughs> and because we found the prescription bottles on the uh, driveway. Empty? They just, they took the drugs? Empty. And the, we kind of laughed because it was nothing you know, that was going to get them feeling whatever, you know, it's birth I, I can't even, yeah, it's something <laughs> weird, you know, weird it's like that. Off. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, we could tell that things were, you know, they had rummaged through the, the camper. And what, what were you feeling emotionally when you discovered violated. that? Yeah. Abs- totally violated. Uh, inconvenienced for sure, but mostly violated. Yeah, and knowing you and your character as well as your family, I would I would think that it would also feel like I would never do this to someone. Mm. I would never in a million years think to steal someone's property. Yeah, so you could add to that then appalled and shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think shocked too because we're we were in an area as you know because you were our next, next door, door neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> uh, that just felt really really safe out in the country 
more See, or less rural. I think that's the that's the whole ticket right there. You feel safe. Your guard is down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every once in a while we get like these little waves of crime mm-hmm. and a group or something will come from somewhere and mm-hmm. they'll pick these little sleepy areas or sleepy towns and and then you get what you get. Yeah. And I think about that same time, our other neighbors on the other side, mm-hmm. I believe a lot of um, their hunting gear was stolen. I think around the same night. Yeah. And from the research that I did preparing for this podcast in garages, they're looking for tools and bikes and like um, toys, like recreational mm-hmm. vehicles and things that they can quick dump for cash Yeah, and move on like generators and all that stuff. So hmm. good to keep everything all locked up. For sure. All right. Do you get anything else awareness-wise? No, that's it. Oh, I forgot. I was going to tell about when oh, I yeah, got robbed. Oh, yeah. Right. I was just <laughs> going to say that, actually. <laughs> I wasn't actually robbed, robbed. Like, my home was not invaded, but I forgot my purse. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. I was at a restaurant. And it was, it was a, left behind. I we'll left it. it yes. And I left it underneath the... Um, underneath the table and it was a stressful day we had visited a friend in the hospital and yeah. I was just under a lot of stress we had just moved and we had just cl- cleared out a bank account <laughs> which you would think would have thousands of dollars yeah. in it but it had 300 whole dollars in it <laughs> yeah but that was a lot yeah and this was a long time ago mm-hmm. and um realized that I forgot my purse at the restaurant so we turned around we went back the purse was there the money was gone yeah and so you were ripped off oh yeah and and then i remember being so angry Mm -hmm. for me the emotion was anger because we Mm -hmm. were already in a stressful situation Mm -hmm. you know we were stressed about moving stressed about finances stressed about our friend's um, daughter Mm -hmm. who was very ill Mm -hmm. and then to add insult to injury here somebody else just takes helps himself you know to our to, to our little pile of cash were you angry at yourself at all Oh, yeah. Were you? Yeah. And um, (laughs) I was probably angry at Ron for some reason. (laughs) Ron? Yeah, I know, poor guy. poor Muffin. I know. What what did he do? Nothing. That's the whole point is that I've tried probably, I I don't even remember. It's been so long ago. But I do remember crying myself to sleep that night because I was so upset about just being irresponsible, I guess, you know, because I left it there. And a a nice fix for that is to wear a crossbody, like we talked about in our episode about purses and what it says about your personality. Yeah. We may have said that in our safe... We we had a different sort of safety Mm -hmm. uh, podcast episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's move on Mm -hmm. to... What are we going to do next? Oh, the 14 ways to kind of secure your home right now. Real cheap. Cheap fixes. All right. The first way, and this comes from consumerreports.org. We'll put the link in the show notes so you can look at it. But number one thing is to hold a household meeting and and really get sit everybody down and Mm -hmm. get everybody on the same page. Like the Brady Bunch. Yes. (laughs) We used to try those with our five boys. Mm -hmm. They were, it was, we never, it was never like it was on TV. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, But here's the thing that you would want to do at a household meeting first of all you want to come up with a a plan like if if the house is on fire where are we going to meet outside Mm -hmm. right because you don't want to not have that right if 
somebody comes into the house that's trying to do something in the house, have an inside meeting place, like, you know, and have a way to communicate to each other. So texting or whatever. Um, but there's all kinds of tips here on that. Do not open the door to anybody that you don't know. I've read that too. Remember when I just did that recently? Open the door. Oh, Remember that? Yes. This guy. That was a very strange situation it for was, sure. It was. My husband was buying sweet corn at a corn stand mm -hmm. from wherever. And anyway. Unbeknownst to you. Yeah, I don't so, know what he does mm -hmm. with his time. <laughs> he just works. Comes home. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he left his wallet and some guy found it and looked at the address and br brings the wallet to the mm -hmm. house. But I don't want to go into the whole story because I don't want to get off track here. But the mm -hmm. bottom line was I opened the door to a stranger. Shouldn't mm -hmm. do that. You right. should not open the door to a stranger. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Um, it says here, too, to close and lock the garage door. Make sure that it's always closed, always locked. Double check. Definitely. Especially at the end of the day. Kind of have a routine mm -hmm. of double checking all the locks and uh, the garage. You know, that door between your garage and your home. The service door. We never locked it. We, we now don't have an attached garage mm -hmm. in our current home is mm -hmm. a detached garage. But in our former home, we never locked that door. I, you know, I used to see your big overhead door open, open all a night. lot too. And I, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I remember texting you a few times yeah. to let you know. Well, the here's the thing, friends. You have to treat that door that goes out to your garage just like you would your front door. Mm -hmm. It needs to have a deadbolt. It needs to have the long screws, like three and a half inch screws. Yes. Because you do not want somebody entering your home through your garage. Yes. And getting in that way. Right. All right. Um, here's the second tip mm -hmm. to do right now. It says, call the police. Call the police. Many municipal police departments offer complimentary home inspections. An officer walks through your home and recommends simple, cost-effective changes to tighten security. Wow, I didn't read that one. I And I don't know if in today's environment if that would be feasible because mm -hmm. I know that the police are stretched thin. Mm -hmm. But you could call them and ask them if they have like a community safety officer who maybe they're offering a class or something at the local library. Mm -hmm. You could just call them on their non-emergency number, by the yeah, way. Don't, right, don't call don't 911. Don't call 911. Um, or if you know someone who's a police officer, you could just check in with them and find out, you know, what are some of the biggest things that you see? Mm -hmm. Similar to like how that detective that you did the paint job for. Good idea. All right. Number three out of 14, organize a burglary. Okay. Here's what that what? means. Yeah. This is fun. It says it's a useful exercise to do with a trusted neighbor or friend like you, Catherine. Hmm. Allow your neighbor to roam through your house for three minutes and find as many small valuables as possible. Remove them from your house. Let the burglar demonstrate how easy it is to find valuables. Oh, I think we should do this. Well, we should. Then hide them from the real burglar. That might mean buying a small safe that bolts to the floor, renting an off-premise safety deposit box, or stashing jewelry and cash in unorthodox places. Mm -hmm. oh, and then you could do it like vice versa. Yeah. So you could do it for me. I could do it for you. Yeah. Do you guys have a safe? Um, no. Hmm. You? Mm -hmm. We've always had one. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> we have a safety deposit box, though. 
Oh, okay. So it's at the bank. Uh-huh. Okay, number four, remove the hidden house key. If you have yeah, a key that's like that. hidden somewhere, mm-hmm. remove it. doesn't need to be there. Give to a trusted neighbor oh. <laughs> like me. All right, number five, place keys and garage door remotes in a smart spot. Don't don't leave your car and house keys and remotes near the door or otherwise visible inside your house. Secure them inside a cabinet or drawer to keep them hidden. That reminds me of, and I don't know if this, this is going to be on your list or not, but it's close, what you just said. If you park your car outside mm-hmm. and you have your remote control to your uh, overhead garage door, take it out. Yeah. Don't leave it in the car. I was talking to my family about that last night. Yeah, uh, that is for sure. And if you have a garage door that has windows, there's an emergency release cord that has a small handle on it on most of the electrical garage door openers Mm -hmm. and that's so that if the power is out you can release the mechanism and then you can manually open and close the door so it's good in in that case but crooks use that Mm -hmm. to to access and all they have to do is stick a little wedgie thing in like a like a hanger Mm -hmm. with a hook Mm -hmm. to get a hold of that thing and yank it down Mm, great I know. I just checked ours, and mm-hmm. ours are both kind of dangling because it said in this other article that I read that you should secure them with a zip tie so that you can still get to them if the power goes out, mm-hmm. but it makes it not possible to get it down with from the outside, like with a hanger. Yeah. I also read that if you're going on vacation, that you should lock, uh, like with one of those bike locks, mm-hmm. the track... Um, so when the door, your overhead door goes up and down, it can't possibly happen because this lock is in the the track the, that the, holes. the door goes mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that if you really think it through, mm-hmm. you can you can secure your place. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is uh, so not keeping your garage door opener accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't keep my keys in the car. Oh, we never have. Never. Even inside the garage, no. I take them out yeah. and take them inside the house because yeah. I don't want somebody we always did getting into that. my car right, <laughs> and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number six, add foreboding signs like, like you know, smile, you're on candid camera or this home is video secured. You can get those anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven, lock up the ladder. Don't have a ladder sitting outside or alongside the garage. I know. Guilty, guilty. right? Lock it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight, light up the outdoors. Mm. Light it up. Landscaping or under the eaves. They said the best thing to do is go outside of your home mm-hmm. at night and look around and just think like a crook. Mm-hmm. Where is there a spot where I can get in the house where it's dark and, you know, nobody Not can see seen. me from the road yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you want all those areas to light up. Mm-hmm. And a good source for that would be solar motion detected lights. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about wiring. The sun is going to power it for you. Mm-hmm. And it's motion detected. So when a crook goes past there, hopefully that would scare him away to go down the street mm-hmm. to your house instead of mine. Yes. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, also on lighting, install timers. You know, so that different lights can go on. Mm -hmm. Number 10, secure your air conditioning units, meaning your window air. So if you have a window air in Mm -hmm. your house, you know, I didn't think about this. Your window's open Mm -hmm. and the air's there. 
Somebody can get in by just removing the air conditioning unit and climb right in your house. They can. All right. So there's ways to secure that with window locks and corner braces. So go to your local hardware store and get that taken care of. Eliminate hiding spots. If you have big shrubs that are really tall or bushy and bad guys can hide in it, get rid of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 12, check the windows. Make sure all the locks work. And if they don't, replace them. Make sure all those windows lock. Yeah. And you can also do this. This is very inexpensive. You could get those pins. It's like a pin and then you drill a hole. Mm. And it may not look nice aesthetically, but it's a really good way to secure that window. Because what I read was that it ain't no thing for a burglar to be able to get past the normal uh, window locks, the Mm -hmm. standard window locks. But if you have a pin in there, they're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to open it. Yeah. And I think probably the more barriers you have, the more frustrating that you make it to Mm -hmm. to try to get in your house, the more they're apt to just go forget it. This isn't worth it. Because think about it. Mm -hmm. They're not like hardworking you know, not, they're not they're not going to stick with it and be hardworking. Yeah. They're going for the lowest hanging fruit. You know what's so funny as we're doing this? I'm thinking about how when I grew up, my parents were the only parents. They were so strict with safety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was in the suburbs in the 70s and, and 80s. And like I said, nobody locked their house up like we did. I mean, we would be in the backyard. They'd lock up the front the front door, all the windows, you know, and I was like, gosh, it's like Fort Knox, you know, <laughs> but, um, but now I think, well, it's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. In the little town where I grew up, Depew, Illinois, mm-hmm. little sleepy, like Mayberry town. Yeah. That's... We, we didn't even have locks, our doors, our, our house was so old that it, it at one time it used to work the, mm-hmm. the lock yeah but the key was gone and so we never locked even mm-hmm. when we went away the house was just unlocked the keys we would leave the keys in the car wow yeah when I met Kenny that's how his mom lived yeah. for years into our adulthood yeah she would go away didn't lock the house and, yeah well it's not like yeah. that anymore no and speaking of locked cars um because this is not on my list but i want to make sure that we make a note of it mm-hmm. that's one of the the biggest crimes especially in the summer is um car burglaries and mm-hmm. people just going in and looking for whatever they can get yeah because mm-hmm. you can change store a lot of things in your car yeah and the other thing to remember about your car is if you ever leave your car even if you're at like the hospital and you're in the emergency room mm-hmm. and you leave your bible in a bag <laughs> on the seat of your car that happened to me yeah someone might think it's valuable yes and it is valuable because the bible is very valuable but and that prayer journal yeah but that crook that ba- bashed the window in right to get yes. that bag mm-hmm Catherine was at the ER with your dad. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Life he, or death situation. He, he was having a heart event mm-hmm. and she had to rush him to the ER. She had her sister's car. Yes. And in the, it left on the seat or somewhere in the car visible yeah. to, to the outside was yeah. this tote bag that was her Bible study tote bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that person. Shiny and red. I hope that person repents. Ugh, and, me too. Because. The police looked all over town to see if they had discarded it, and mm-hmm. they couldn't find it. And it had flooded that day, too, prior, actually during the, our route uh, to the hospital. But yeah, but my very expensive prescription sunglasses were in there as well. And <laughs> just, 
<laughs> well, let's hope they found the Lord uh, along the way. You know what? That, let's hope. That just reminded me. That's another time I got burglarized. Robbed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then finally, number 14 on the list of things that you can do right now mm-hmm. to secure your home inexpensively is replace weak locks. Mm, yeah, definitely do and, that. And you have to make sure that oftentimes, I don't know why, the screws that come with deadbolts are short little screws. Yeah. Replace those with the long, long three ones inch. that yep. go way into the wood. Mm-hmm. Right, that's our that's our little checklist. I'm just going to add to that too. To um, it also said that you can make your door jam more secure, and we'll have to look that up how to do it. But th- mm-hmm. that's also an inexpensive way if you're not going to get the like the um, door uh, ring brand uh, little camera like by the, the video door. doorbell. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think that more and more people are getting legitimate home security mm-hmm. systems because it seems to me like they've come down in price as the technology has increased mm-hmm. the price of it the price point has come down and so why not yeah why not just invest a few hundred dollars into a plug and play you know you all you have to do is put it up and it goes yeah. video thingy well and um that was another i'm surprised i don't have it here in my little awareness section here mm-hmm. but that um that kind this kind of burglary and crime is actually going down and they do believe it is because of all these home uh, security methods that we can purchase and the prices are going down on them and it's yeah. affordable. Yeah. You know, real quick, two other things that were, n- were not on this list, but was in the research that I did. One was um, criminals don't like to um, come across a dog. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come across a dog. <laughs> yeah. So... If you put a sign up somewhere that says beware of dog, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to skip you and go somewhere where that sign is not. Yeah. And it's not a matter of they're afraid of your German shepherd or whatever, but they just don't want to have to deal with a yappy dog, a jumpy dog, the a loud dog. Yeah. It's a deterrent somewhat. Yeah. And then the other deterrent is kids. So if you have kids toys and bikes you know, strewn across your yard, mm-hmm. they're going to think busy house, skip it. I'm going to go mm. somewhere that doesn't have that. Hmm. So even if your grandma and grandpa, you know, <laughs> get some toys for the kids. Yeah. And if you're feeling vulnerable, throw them out in the yard. You know, if you live in that kind of a neighborhood where you can, some people get violations for leaving yeah. toys out <laughs> certain neighborhoods. You know, and I, I did think about that. Like, well, what about people that don't have dogs and don't have kids, but they want to, they want to pres- people to perceive that if they're crooks i guess you could just put the signs wherever a crook would look yeah along a fence beware of dog Mm -hmm. a little sticker in the window yeah maybe even get yourself a fake barking sound yeah that's motion detected Detected. right Uh, that's another point that um Sometimes these criminals will work in groups, and so one will ring the doorbell while mm-hmm. the other one is checking out the back. Yes. So if you do have something that, when the doorbell rings, mm-hmm. you hear barking, mm-hmm. that's going to deter them. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Which would be good. Yeah, that would be good. And don't answer the door. Do not go to the door. That's if That's a hard one. It is a hard one, but come on now. Do you think they're really going to be selling you something that you need and want? No. What are the odds of that? You got Amazon. You go in there, you get all your stuff. They leave it at the door. They don't even ring the doorbell. Yeah, I know. But 
I mean, think about the times, you know, when you and I were collecting for the poor gal. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, imagine if people didn't answer their doors. There was a gal we, on our street yeah. who had a fire, and so we, but those were our neighbors. And there were yeah, some that didn't answer the that. door. They might have been home and thought, I don't know these people. Yeah. So what? We still collected a bunch of money for our neighbor. Yeah. But the point is, is that not everybody on the street knew that we were neighbors. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't answer the door. One. Listen to me. I'm right. <laughs> Catherine's wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Well, let's wrap up with, um, well, let's do our checklist, the security yeah. checklist. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do our call to action mm-hmm. and a uh, little scripture. Well, you can get this, um, this complete new home safety and security checklist online. It's called safewise.com. And it's quite handy. Um, Also, I got that because it was a link on this other website. And Mm -hmm. it was called 22 or 23 hacks, burglary or safety hacks, something like that. We'll we'll put the link in. But so like, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, my son just bought a home today. So I'm going to give this to him. And hopefully he'll use it because it has everything from... Uh, secure your doors and then it gives you like these little check boxes in ways that you can secure your doors and then a box for secure your windows and then instructions on different ways for that light up the landscape like you had pointed out from Mm -hmm. your list set up a security system extra home security considerations also garage safety checklist and it's got some bullet points there of course in the checkbox the other portion of this is on um, like inside your home kitchen safety checklist and a bathroom safety checklist hallway even bedroom and living spaces and uh, outdoor safety checklist it's it's quite helpful it's things you might not have thought of you know everything from hire a chimney sweep you know to make sure your chimney and all that is uh you can never be too safe right right Right. Mm mm-hmm yeah. And especially if you happen to be a DIYer, you know, yeah. and you just love DIY. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Sometimes when your DIY project is going to put you at risk, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that DIY thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you could get hurt. It's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know if I mentioned it, but also the basement safety checklist is quite got some really good advice on here, too. So good All to right, have. We're, we're going to put that whole checklist in the show notes so you can print it out mm-hmm. and you can go over it for your own home. And maybe you're like us. You have uh, young adult children who are getting homes of their own and send it to them. Mm-hmm. You can just send them the quick little link to it. Yeah. Well, that was great. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine, for all that yeah. research. Oh, like you're like a, like a farmer, like a gardener. Mm-hmm. Of the internet, looking like an excavator. Dig, yeah, dig, dig, yeah, dig, 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 keep digging. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to our inspiration. Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll do a little call to action. All right. The inspiration for today comes from the book of Job, Job. and it's chapter eleven, verse eighteen. It says this: "You will be secure, because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety." Ah. And, you know, if you really think about it, 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do the best we can to be as safe as we can to take care of ourselves with our health and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we need to place our hope where it's worthy of being placed. Yeah. And that's in Christ. That is the well bottom said. line. Well, I think today we need that. Yeah. You know, we really need that hope because you can look out into the world and try to find hope and you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So let's look to Christ where we're never going to be disappointed. Mm. Mm. Amen. All right. Well, here's our call to action for today. And that is for you to make a plan. Create your own plan. Mm -hmm. Take, you know, take a glean from what we've shared today. Look at the show notes and glean from that. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just going to be print out that security checklist and that's your plan. Or maybe you want to have a specific plan. Mm -hmm. Come up with something. Yeah, something is better than nothing. It is. Yeah. And then implement the plan. Mm-hmm. So come up with a plan and then implement the plan. Yeah. All right. I like that call to action. So that's for mm-hmm. us too. You need to do a plan and I need to do a plan. I'll check with you. All right. To well, make sure that you've done something or Muffin has done something. Okay. <laughs> and then let's bring an update to our listeners. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I can't forget. Okay. Let's do it next week. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> accountability Mm -hmm. speaking of next week our next episode is on women and sports oh good (laughs) yay (laughs) not women in sports right women Women and sports sports. some women are just really they're in they're into it some are into it more than the guys some are i would yeah not me not me either i'd rather stick needles in my eyes (laughs) But we've figured out how yeah. to stay married yeah. to Muffin and Pooh. Who are sports Nuts. enthusiasts. They are. Yeah. So we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to survive when, mm-hmm. you know, it's football season yeah. or NASCAR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you oh, about NASCAR. my NASCAR nap. Oh, my. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>